What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Hans. It's Tristan. Welcome to the Hans and Tristan podcast. Thank you for joining us once again. Um, we are glad to be back amidst of all this turmoil and um, strife and everything that's kind of going on in the U.S., but we're still here. We're still giving you your thoughts, and um, we're just going to jump right into it. So last week, we had a panel of guests, um, really mostly my boys. Um, just <laughs> uh, so we want to thank them again we appreciate them coming out and if you missed the last episode man it's never too late that's why it's a podcast you can always go back re-listen and re-watch um our last episode where we had a panel of guests from la from dc from new jersey new york just kind of tell us their experience with the protests and um rioting and everything they've seen and their take on it so always please remember to check out our past episodes because you might have missed something that have that could have been useful to you and what you're going through so with that being said tristan i kind of want to move on to the next level because protests have not stopped they've been going on for about a week and some change now, right? So I think this will make it a week and two days or so um, since they've been going on and they've been going on straight every day. Um, all 50 states have now had some sort of protest um, or, you know, which is great. You know, we're coming together and I've even been seeing a lot more countries participating. I've seen France, I've seen the UK, you know, I've seen Switzerland, I've seen... Um, what other countries have I seen? I've seen so many other places just come together and really just put out their support because um, we're everywhere. Black people are everywhere. Um, and it's really showing that, to me, I'm gonna be honest, in my lifetime, I have not seen a demonstration that's gone this global. Right, um, I, I agree. I had a thing for my life. But yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, I feel like this is, this is history in the making. Mm. But as we talked about last week on the panel, I was like, okay, so what what next? What are we doing next? Mm -hmm. What's our next move? And then also, like, you know, one thing we did touch on last week was who were the main facilitators? Right. How is this information being trickled down? Because again, like, I don't get memos about the march or the text message. I don't know how the word is spreading, but clearly is missing me so if you want to participate or if you want to do how do you get into the loop of this demographic of individuals and i'm not talking about this black people because it clearly is other races out there rioting and marching and protesting as well but how is everyone getting the memo well from one thing i did learn um just from doing a little bit of research myself is that the hashtag actually black lives matter is a primary source of disseminating information so much so to where um tuesday when we had blackout tuesday people right. were saying when you post your blackout tuesday please don't use the hashtag black lives matter because that would then be flooding that hashtag with a bunch of blank squares and information would just be you know lost so i know that's one primary source of information of uh you know the hashtag is one primary source that is being disseminated and of course you have your primary leaders of the community that are out there disseminating information as well so um i know sean king he's big he disseminates information about you know peaceful protests that are happening that are upcoming um 
in New York and Atlanta and different areas. So he's good about posting it. So you kind of have to do your research from the hashtag, which will take you to people who consistently post information and you start following them and then they give the information so i'm glad you brought that up because i guess some of our listeners have been wondering about that and i think that's one place to start is the hashtag follow the hashtag and then you'll start to see people who post consistently about information especially in your area and you can know how to participate and know how to um you know do your part in this movement but i do agree with you though in the thread where we're you know six degrees of separation Mm-hmm. We're, we're getting it all together. And that's, I think, going to make it a more uniform situation where it is, you know, people have the ability to feel like they're actually a part of something. And not just by a part just going down into the march, but a part also, like, having a contribution. Right. And having a say in what's next. Because I think that's important because this one percentage of, you know, leaders don't really have the ability to speak for everyone if they're not touching the masses that's true that's true and definitely agree and i will say this though i am i'm 50 finished i guess i'm cynical but i i i am happy to see certain leaders are moving right they're making moves they're holding people accountable i'm thinking of keisha right lance bottoms mayor of atlanta right she's holding certain cops accountable um Remember the cops that pulled those uh, college students from Spelman and the other one, was he Morehouse? Was he Morehouse? I believe so. I knew the two officers were black. Right, right. There were six in total. The two main ones, all of them were black, actually. (laughs) So, yeah, so they were charged. Imagine Uh, yelling Black Lives Matter at a black police officer as he put your black ass out your car. Exactly, exactly. Which kind of references what we talked about last episode, right? Black cops are not immune to this, right? They're dealing with this as well. They have to oftentimes make a decision of who they're siding with, you know, blue, or, or they, you know, they have to worry about their work environment and, you know, how their coworkers are going to look at them when they're dealing with these situations. So, you know, that's... And a, you know what, what other demographic I think about? Like, and this is so crazy. I was in a grocery... Well, I was in a um, gas station yesterday, and it was this woman who was obviously older than me or whatever, but... She was, um, you could tell, development, developmentally delayed. So she's, you know, I had my little furry little, you know, house slippers on with a little pink fur on them that everybody loves. Do so, that. what? I'm just saying do that, though. But go ahead. Yes, don't, don't, don't do it. Don't do that. Anyway, so she was like, she walking up to me like, shoes, shoes. Like, I like your shoes. I'm like, oh, thank you, thank you. She's like, what's your name? So I told my name, then she said, she like my shoes again. So that was a kind of back and forth, back and forth. Like, what's your name? I like your shoes. What's your name? I like, I'm like, okay. So she was with another older white woman who was probably her caretaker, looks like her grandma, mom, somebody or whatever. And um, she was just looking back, looking at me in her exchange. And then, you know, of course, going back to check out or whatever. And the girl that was interacting with me, and I had to say girl, because she was a woman. Again, she was older than me. But she was my complexion. Mm-hmm. And the white lady comes over to me. And she's like, um, she doesn't get to, she doesn't, we don't have a lot of brown people that live in our house. She doesn't get to see a lot of brown people. So when she sees someone that's her own complexion, she kind of migrates to that and she loves it. And she's like, she's just so excited right now to see you. So I hope you're not offended. I'm like, absolutely not or whatever. But just thinking about that demographic of us, because we've come in all different shades and colors, but right. they're not in the environment that, cultiv- that cultivates 
and pushes their cultural norms or cultural, you know, acceptance because they're growing up with, you know, maybe their white side of the family and not the black side of the family. So they might be torn in this whole situation too, depending on how they're being raised and their thought process and do they honestly understand what's going on. So I, I thought about that yesterday, ironically. No, no, that's real. And like I said, this really movement um, permeates all boundaries. It really does. It permeates all boundaries and walks of life. It's like at the end of the day, I don't think you could sit back and really just not get a hint or have what's going on affect you. Just like the, the pandemic, you know, was global and permeated people from all walks of life and, you know, classes and everything like that. This movement I believe is doing the same. Um, and you just gave a prime example. Another one was definitely that I didn't think about until I saw it on social media was that basically um, people who have uh, interracial relationships. So how this time might be affecting their relationships and what's going on with them. And, you know, so it's very um, interesting to see people basically share their experience with what's going on, how they're dealing with it and how they're doing their part, whether it's educating their spouse or you get what I mean? Like it's, it's just very interesting to see how this is impacting everybody. And I'm loving it because honestly, for the first time in a long time, I'm actually seeing some change. Now my cynical part is doubting the motivation behind that change, whether it's kind of like a, here, I'll give you this little bit of here just so you can shut up and go away kind of deal. Or is it real significant change, you know? So I do have that going on, you know, in the back of my mind, but yet and still I can't deny that this is the most active I've seen our leaders. You get what I mean? In right. a while. Even with leaders, you know, I don't want to confuse someone who is famous with a leader. Cause everyone, like I saw Kiki Palmer out there, and I'm just like, I'm listening to her talk, listening to her, and I'm just like. All right, you're right. Let me. When I say this, leaders, I'm talking about state officials, city officials, government ah, officials. Okay. <laughs> that's that's okay. what I mean by leaders. But go that's ahead. All right, let's clarify because I don't want people to presume that we we love the bandwagoners, we love the attention seekers because that's definitely not the case. And everyone who is famous is not with the best intentions of going out there. We talked about that last time with them using their platform. And some people aren't using their platform for the betterment of our people. They're using it to stay relevant while they're not working. Exactly. While well, times are tough. But hey, don't forget about me, you know? Right, I was just talking to um, Ty about this today. I feel the same way a little bit about these new songs that are coming out right now. So are these songs that deal with this subject matter is there intention for upliftment or are you just seizing the moment? Carpe diem. You know, so that's like, I'm like, ah, so like, um, was it Trey Songs? He has a song that just came out that's talking about this. I'm like, ah, sir, you haven't even really been in the light like this as a guy that's always been about our movement. Not to say that you're not, you know, but it feels like a lot like you're pandering. Yeah, and that you're just taking advantage. Yeah, you're taking advantage of this moment. You know, you. I, it's hard for me, sir. It's hard for me right now. But you know, I like I said, I do have a cynical mind. I have to. I have to admit that I do kind of question everything. But it's not even that you're cynical. But at the end of the day, it's just like I got. I know the world I live in. Right. I know how many people will try their best to, like you said, utilize this time where people are emotionally invested. 
and emotionally feel obligated to do something. So you're going to take advantage of that to benefit you because sometimes if you put COVID on there, mm-hmm. then it, it gets a different reaction or response. Right. It's just like popular hashtags on Instagram, right? So oftentimes whatever's trending, people will put it on their posts. They may have nothing to do with their posts just so they can get more likes, impressions, what have you. But it's like, okay, so you know nothing about this hashtag. You care nothing about what's going on. You just care about your content, right? So it's like we're we're always having to think about that. On a funny note, did you see the model um, or influencer or whatever who got fired from um, her job because she posted a, a photo op? It's the one Christian mentioned on our last episode. So on our last episode, Christian from LA talked about this young lady who took a picture um, with a drill in her hand, like she was boarding up a place that had been looted and everything. So I actually ran across the article myself and I was like, oh, this is what Christian was talking about. But it goes further, she got fired from her. her, um, She had a job at some type of newspaper or print media and they saw this and they fired her because they're like, this is not what we stand for. You know, there are people dying in the streets and you're, you know, taking advantage of this and we don't, you know, so I was just like, wow. But it goes to show nobody is like, I'm like, really? Like, no, some people are not above that, above doing this and taking care of that. So it's just sad to me. Being from where we're from, are you really surprised? I'm not, but I'm just like, wow. Like, right, sometimes you be like, you want to have faith in people, but it's like, Exactly, exactly. Um, What do you think about your uh, mayor from your city planning uh, painting and changing the street to the White House to Black Lives Matter? What do you think about that? I meant to ask you. I wasn't feeling her when she was saying that Mamosos and Gogo was not, you know, staples of the District of Columbia. And I'm just like, huh, sis? What you mean? How you talking? So, again, I feel like they have ploys, right? They have little gimmicks that they do. And I've always said it, like, because people are like, when's D.C. going to open back up? D.C. got no money to stay closed forever, ever. <laughs> but they did recently open back up. And then, you know, painting the black. And then I think she, the, where the president took a photo op, she changed the name of the street to Black Lives Matter's place. So, um, again, I feel like it's cute. But what about the unemployment? Because if you got money to pay for that shit, you got money to pay people who are filing unemployment. Because those are both government dollars. So what is we doing? Like, I mean, I just feel like, are we, again, putting on a show to get the publicity and the attention? Or are we genuinely helping people? Those, that money you spend to go get the, why you ain't building people out that was protesting? Right. Like, it's so much things you could have done, but what is your actual intentions? And I think that's what it all boils down to. Are, like, are your intentions to really back this protest mm-hmm. or are your intentions to just benefit from this protest? I agree. And um, I think, was it yesterday that um, some protesters went and they wrote in yellow paint further down, defund the police? So, and I think she took exception to that, but some are saying, well, that comes along with the movement, which brings up your point. So what were your true intentions? Were you just trying to, you know, incre- increase your PR, you know, and saying that, hey, we're right here close to the Capitol. It's right here. Election, ain't it? It is. It's, it is. <laughs> it is. Never That's forget. And I think, and I think that's why we're seeing a lot of action from the leaders. 
Exactly. And, and again, to clarify, when he says leaders, here talking about the political. Yes, yes, government like, officials, government officials, yeah. government people that like real leaders. We talking about the people we actually elect to be on. Yeah, people that have been elected and right. voted in. Yes, yes. Don't forget right. to vote Tuesday. Um, yeah. So that's that's what I'm thinking, and also the mayor of Minneapolis, where this all sprung out. Recently, um, I think it happened yesterday as well, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe the day before, he was out attending a protest and um, they hit him with the hard questions. What are you gonna do to defund the police? What's going on? They got all this gear, this money could be going towards you know other places. And I think that's the next step, honestly, right? That we talk about the next step, defunding this entity that has a history, a long history, like hundreds of years of history of oppressing our people. I think that's the next step, if I'm honest, but we'll get there. But that was the question I was posed to him because LA, they've done it. They said, no, we're gonna defund the LAPD and we're gonna use that money towards education. They already have put that in motion. So naturally, hey, what do you think about that? Or are you going to do that? Is that the next step? Here's the catch point too. You defund the police, right? But then they get paid overtime to uh, work at these riots and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like. But what I think, what they, what I think they also mean about defund too is, um, this point was was really actually brought out to me during um. Trayvon. Trayvon and uh, Mike Brown. Those were the two deaths that, to me, you know, enlightened me about how most of our police are militarized. Like, they have arsenals, like, little militaries. Like, I didn't know that most police, you know, I'm thinking, like, big cities, of course, because they're big cities, right? But that's not the case. (laughs) Like, a lot of, you know, um, little surrounding cities from, you know, Atlanta or whatever, they're militarized. Like they have, you know, access to guns and weapons that are military grade, all because of the funding that is given to them more Absolutely. so than other, you know, so I wasn't aware of that. So when I think about when they talk about defund, that's one of the um, the optics that they're talking about. But to get back to this mayor of Minneapolis, he was booed out of the protest because he refused to answer. And he said he wasn't going to do it. So they literally booed him out. And he just had this walk of shame, head down, like, and I was just like, wow. Like, I'm not going to lie. As a politician, I feel like others would have crumbled. Like, right <laughs> You get what I mean? I feel like others would have lied. You feel me? Like, I feel like others would have lied and be like, heck yeah. I mean, of course. Yeah, but, we, we are talking about it and I'm fully supported. Blah, blah, blah. Right. And, but, you know, you got to respect him for not lying. I, I'm not mad. Like, honestly, I can't be mad at that. I can't be mad at right. that. But you I was just wanted like, to have respect for that situation because, like I said, he could have easily crumbled under the pressure and be like, yeah, absolutely, blah, 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 blah. But he didn't do that. And it's just like, it just shows you how, like you said, all this is intertwined and intermixed the politics, the procedures, the people, the the protests, like all that is intertwined because it all matters. We already said this this situation is not going to be a, a one tactic thing. It has mm-hmm. to be, you know, targeted from so many different angles simultaneously. And part of that is the, you know, and I, I mentioned this last week in off air in regards to 
acknowledging the black women in this whole process acknowledging the black women who have died and not had the same support as if when a black male dies like acknowledge that even when we were marching with martin and everything it was for the right for black men to vote and it had nothing to do with black women but we stayed and we supported because we were already told oh we got you later and then even with the women's suffrage march with white women saying the same thing oh well just support us and we got you later because once white women can vote then oh what no 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 no. so it's like always the black chick is always like okay you know and well, just support us and we got you later but that later never comes mm -hmm. and we never get that support and that to me is imperative in regards to you know being united and being as one and everyone keeps saying well we're, we're all one black lives matter okay but what about these black women who die and get raped by the police and it's not the same outrage no i agree and i think it's um i think it's unfortunate and i think we should take this opportunity to put it all out there you get what i mean so yes george floyd and him you know his untimely his murder not that murder his untimely murder is definitely the spark of this but i think we should definitely use this opportunity like i said last time that we have everybody's attention because if it wasn't for this pandemic to have most people in the house you know where they can't ignore it, where they can't go to work where they can't go to the outdoors and be distracted we should put everything on the table and to me brianna taylor right her name is not being screamed loud enough. Like there's a movement, actually there's a protest that happened today in Atlanta, I think 3 p.m., which was called the Say Her Name Movement, right? And it was focusing on black women who have passed away or have suffered injustice by the hand of their oppressors, people who are meant to protect us, right? But we're not saying their name. Their names are being slid under the table. They're not being spoken. So I think that this is a crucial time for us to really put all the suffrage out there. There's no time, we don't have the luxury or the time to just hold back to put anything in the holster or to think about things for later we need to put all our suffrages out there because just like you said you're just as black as i am right you're suffering just like i am so why not put everything out there because we need to let people know the full extent and that's what it is the full extent of our suffrage and i i think that it's it's time for people to step up and take that and lead that and bear that cross and lead that and until that happens you get what i'm saying until that happens we're not we're not gonna really start to see the change that we need and i think right. if we put a name to it you get what i mean like to me the say her name was clever you get what i mean like it sticks in your head because it's all encompassing because that's what happens you get what i mean that's what happens it's, oh, another black chick was hurt. You get what I mean? Like, another black chick. It's like, say her but name. It, it, it stays real local, and it doesn't get the same global attention and global outrage. Mm -hmm. and, and it's just a clear indication that black women are at the bottom of the totem pole. Even in death, we aren't praised. And right. me, it's just, it's, 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 it's complex. Like I said, if we're all going to try to get on the same page. I need to know that me going out there marching and my black ass might get arrested or harassed or whatever, that is going to have the same outrage as my black counterpart who's not marching against me. I don't want to sacrifice my life in vain. I want to no, sacrifice that in vain. Like, and I, I don't think I should have to. No, and it takes us, us being men, right? When we're out there, when we have a seat at the table to say, 
and them too. You get what I mean? Like, it takes us to say that. It takes us screaming Breonna Taylor's name. You get what I mean? It takes us putting you guys right there next to us so that spotlight could be shined on the true suffrage of our people. Because at the end of the day, you guys are out here supporting us a lot more than most people ever do. Right. Um, I posted it on my uh, social media, the comedian uh, Godfrey, he was saying like black women always get the short end of the stick, but yet they're the most supportive. They're the ones that sparking a lot of this. Right. The Black Lives Matter movement started with a black woman. You get what I mean? So it's like they're the ones who are really behind all of this movements, behind of this progression. But yet they're not reaping the benefits, you know? So I think it takes us when we're in a position. Once again, us, I mean, men. Right. Not just black men, but just men in general to say, hey them too like you're right here next to us going through what we're going through as well and until we start to do that right until we start to take a little light off and share it right just like the say her name movement and bring it right next to us like hey this is going on too they're getting killed too and their lives matter it won't get anywhere i really i really think that's what it's gonna take um and we have an opportunity right now and this is not the time to take advantage what i will say is i'm seeing a lot of people from my circle anyway definitely say her name more and putting it out there as well because they're like hold on we're holding all these different people accountable but yet we're still not dealing with beyond the taylor you know the officers for beyond like we're not dealing with that that needs to be dealt with why are we ignoring this you get what i mean so why are we holding all these other people accountable? But yet they're still free walking around, eating with their family and doing everything. But Brianna said the family is still grieving and suffering, you know, so. Exactly. And that's the thing is like, you know, okay, so how do we get beyond those, you know, things to, again, because those even minor um, discretions can still cause a major gap in our unit and in our system and in our mechanism, you know? So we have to be able to internally handle our stuff while simultaneously, you know, destroying the system that was built to destroy us. <laughs> and it's, right. you know, it's, it, but it's so much. And that's why you, you hear black people also like, I'm tired. All right. Like you're, you're literally tired. You're emotionally drained because First, let, let's be real. Let's let's do the black people 2020 timeline, right? Okay, boom. I, I think what first they canceled the NBA and all sports. No, no, no. Then, no. You gotta you gotta go before that. You gotta go before that. Kobe died first. Ah, okay. I I was doing in reverse order. January okay. 25th, Kobe passed. January 25th, Kobe died. So we are starting off the new year at a deficit, right? right. Then, on top of that, they closed the NBA. The NBA shut down the first time ever in history. NBA is, like, non-existent at this point. No sports, actually, but yeah. No sports. No sports. Then, on top of that, niggas getting laid off. Mm. Kids got to go home. They shut the schools down. So, people getting laid off. They shut the schools down. And then, guess what? You have these multiple – because let's, let's be real. The most recent killing wasn't the only killing that took place. Come on now. So you have all these different killings. What, three off the top of my head I could just think about yeah. just in the last month. I say in one month. like It's just boom, boom, boom. So now you got all this. Kobe, no sports. They're going, now you can't go to no cookouts. You can't go outside. You right. can't, all our outlets are taken away. Our kids are at home. Most of us are losing our job. And we're protesting. All right. And this COVID is affecting us a lot more than it is our counterparts. 
Absolutely. And then so, we're dying at a faster rate. Black men are dying at a faster rate because of... So, it's only six <laughs> months into the year. If your ass ain't tired, then you've been hiding under a rock. Because I know damn sure I'm tired. Listen. Listen, man. This year has been rough. All over. But I get it, though. It's like... Oh, can we breathe? This can we put pause? Can we hit pause for a second? Like it just catch our breath. But at the end of the day, though, like I said, I still think this couldn't have happened at a better moment. Like I've never seen a protest that hit a global scale like this. Um, I was actually reading another article um, this morning, and it had some photos accompanying basically looking at a timeline of all the protests that we've gone through in the past. I think it just went back just 100 years. And all I could think about was like, wow, nothing has changed up until, you know what I mean? Like so much has not changed. And it's just like, these person was killed, this person was killed, and then they weren't convicted, they weren't convicted, they weren't convicted. You get what I mean? Like just thinking about all of this. And um, it made me think about how oftentimes the world has so many distractions to get us off track. Right. And this has been a year of that because it's one thing we're dealing with and then another thing happens. Right. Because let's be real. We thought, OK, could nothing be worse than this pandemic. Right. Nothing be bigger than this. We, that's what we were thinking. Let's be real. Nothing could be bigger right. than this. Right. And then the world was like, here, hold my beer. Like, right. Let me show you what's bigger. You get what I mean? And I think it's like we're going to, we oftentimes lose focus because of what's going on. And I think we have to kind of really, we have to stay on task with this one. Because if we don't, we're going to get left behind again. We're going to get left behind. Right. And that's and why I'm saying. Into, into the smoking mirrors, like painting. Yes. And, you know, don't put your energy into that because it's easy to, if it's, it's so easily be able to be done within a matter of seconds or minutes, then it really isn't gonna make a massive effect. Like, let's be real. So you painting the streets, how does that really, if, if it's, this is not gonna be an easy battle. So if it's coming too easy, then you really ain't doing anything at all. And that's my thing exactly, right? So I love how you use the term smoke and mirrors because essentially that's what it is, right? Or um, don't settle for less. So people are forgetting voting matters, right? This is where we hit it. So like your local votes and all that that's happening. Like I said, voting happens on Tuesday down here. So don't forget, right? We still have to be active. Don't let all this distract you, right? From making a change where it really matters. Don't let the painting on the, you know, <laughs> on the sidewalks or on the street. Same in the street. Exactly. Distract you from the essential changes that we need to happen, the demands that we need to happen. So I do believe like you said, we have to we have to really stay on task and we have to hold each other accountable. So like I here's some changes that I've seen, right? That have happened quickly and they need to happen, but they don't change anything really, right? So the one thing that has changed is that um I think Minnesota now they banned the the chokehold or whatever, right? Okay, boom. Great. Thank you. Right? But that Thank doesn't you. Get... It's like banning waterboarding. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing it anyway? That doesn't get us anywhere. There's multiple ways right. to kill black people. You get what I'm saying? Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't do it any fucking way. Right. So, but thank you for taking that table. <laughs> we we appreciate that. Right. The U.S. Marine Corps saying, you know what? Um, 
we're going to take down these Confederate flags from all our public um, bases, stands, and facilities because we now understand and feel that it has been associated with so many um, extremist acts and racism. Um, it's a Confederate flag. The, the, now I'm just saying it. The Civil War was about slavery. Like, get now it. Now I'm just saying it. All right. We thank you, but that doesn't change. You get what I'm saying? Like, we thank you, right? Virginia. Yeah, we're going to take the statue of Robert E. Lee that has been there since Virginia has been a step. We're going to take that down now because we're thank you, but no, we need more. You get what I'm saying? Like, we <laughs> thank you. Please, guys, if you're listening, yes, I'll give you credit for doing that, but that's not the change we're looking for and we're preaching for right now. That's not what got um, Sandra Bland, George, you get what I'm saying? George Floyd, Breonna Taylor. Like, that's not what got them killed. Those statues and those Confederate flags, that's not, that's rhetoric. You get what I'm saying? I get that. And I understand that. I appreciate that. But that's not the change that we're fighting for and dying in these streets for. You get what I mean? And they have to do a better weeding out process in regards to these, you know, recruits. And then on top of the weeding out process, they also got to destroy and rebuild the whole police department. Like, let's be real, because even as a cadet, you know when you've been on a job long enough, motherfuckers be like, this ain't how you're supposed to do it, but this how I do it. And they teaching all types of wrong fucking shit. Right, right. It's sub, you know, inside their own cultural, because let's be real, they're, they're their own subculture. Yes. So they have their own rules, lingo, and language on how to handle things within their own subculture, which again, is counterproductive to what their actual job is, is to protect and serve. So why are you harassing me? Why are you killing me? Why are you taking fucking 50, 60 minutes to come to the neighborhood when I call 911? Right. Right. So, no. I feel like, yeah, that's cool. You can paint all the fucking street signs, but guess what? If you're going to kill me in the middle of the same fucking street you just painted, you can keep that shit. Thank you. Go ahead. Take down all the statues and confederate flags you want, but as long as a white man can go down to my house, shoot my family, and not get charged for it, we have a problem. You know what I mean? So, like I said, I get it. The symbolism. I understand the symbolism, but I need true action. That's not the change that we're asking for. That's not what we're asking for. We're asking for you to dis dismantle this military of a police force that you got going on, right? We're asking you to police less our neighborhoods, right? And equal out these marijuana charges that you have because we don't smoke marijuana than, than Tommy, Jim, and Hunter does. We smoke it at the same rate, but yeah, we're going to jail more. That's the change we're looking for. You get what I'm saying? Even, even alone, just stop trying to make, you know, like that's a typecast thing. Oh, only black people smoke marijuana. Like you said, no, but you put the stigma on our community because right. that's easier for you to paint us as monsters because guess what? When you're killing us, in your head, you're killing a monster, not an actual person. Mm. Mm. So miss me. Miss me with your subconscious bullshit because that's how you can go home and sleep at night. Exactly. That's how you justify your actions. <laughs> <laughs> and like we said, remember, it's an election year. So people are trying to beef up their political resumes so when they're running, they can point to, hey, under my watch, this statue was torn down. Under my watch, you know? Right. <laughs> So understand the game. I hate to say it, but that's what it is. Understand the game. But I want to point out one thing that I did see circulating that I think is helpful. But unfortunately, I don't think it's going to get its due process because it's actually helpful. 
um, it's called uh, Eight Can't Wait, the number eight can't wait. And it's basically eight points in which we can kind of dismantle the police force and it can decrease the violence towards people in our community. So look up the hashtag guys, Eight Can't like C-A-N-T, wait. Um, and it basically, we'll get more into depth with it on another episode, but it basically lists eight strategies that every police department in the world, in our country can put in place and it will help decrease the violence against minorities, right? It's actually helpful, it's been researched. Like, remember what we were talking about in the last episode? All this stuff, that we're asking to do, there's books about it. There's been research. So we're not asking you to reinvent the wheel. We're asking you to implement some of the studies and things that have been out there, right? So all this stuff has already yeah. been researched and it's been there. Right. But like I said, they know what to do because they teach it in the academy. Mm -hmm. When they get into the police force and they have these internal rules and all these made up inside laws and rhetoric, that's what supersedes the actual regulation of how you're supposed to treat people because they have their own bullshit that they made up for whatever fucking reason. I don't know, but I don't know. They got to they gotta do better. Right, right. And like you said, the people who are the, like the last officer, I think he said like he had 18 fucking um, complaints. Yeah. Excessive force. Like, Excessive force, yeah. But you can tell, and that's what he does, because if you got your fucking knee in the back of my neck as you sit there leisurely with your hands in your pocket, like you motherfucking waiting for them to call your number for bingo or some shit, then God damn it, clearly, that's just like, who you are. But it likes, it's like you said, though, right? It points to the subculture within that system, you know? And that's what we have to hit, that subculture. And that's what we have to hold accountable. You know what I mean? So it's, right. it's like you said, we, it gets a lot deeper because we have to understand that, okay, we now have to put councils independent of the police force. We can't have them investigating each other. That's counterproductive. Right. We need independent entities that are investigating them when these things happen, because that's how you have 18 excessive force files. And it goes on because you're you're policing yourself. Right. That's you just why. send it to your supervisor and they like, all right, don't do it again. And then right. again, don't do it again. You know what I'm saying? So I bet if, like you said, in cutting those funds, you get penalized for every fucking complaint that they actually investigate and actually see that you were on some fuck shit, I bet you if they started penalizing and you had to pay those fines, then your ass would tighten the fuck up. Because guess what they do with the fucking NFL players and NBA players all the time. They, every time they fucking cut up, they got to pay a fine. Exactly, but look who's running them. <laughs> we ain't gonna talk about that. That's a whole different episode. Facts, facts. So guys, to sum it up, there is a little bit of change, but be wary of the smoke and mirror change, right? Be wary of that. And also, if we want if we want change for our black women if we want them to be heard we have to say their names and by we i'm saying us men we have to put them right next to us and say hey they're suffering just as much as we are they're being killed say her name so it's on us too so we're not perfect in our movement you know in our struggles we have to be more inclusive and like i said we have to take advantage of this time right now and really pull 
people lend to the full extent of our suffrage and what we're going through. So as always, guys, we appreciate you joining us. Hit us up on all our social media, Hans and Tristan Podcast, IG, like, subscribe, share, listen to us, iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, wherever podcasts are heard, please definitely hit us up, subscribe, and listen. And listen, if you missed last week's episode, it was a doozy. It was a great one. We loved it. We had a big cast. Go back, look at it. And last but not least, we're on YouTube. Check us out, subscribe, like, share. Thank you. Tristan, love the hair. Love the Erica Baduism. I, I was off my swivel today because usually I have my lashes on. I ain't got my lashes on. Nah, you're fine. You're fine. We appreciate Next week I'm going to be cute. I promise. <laughs> Some more natural look. I like it. I like it. I guess because that's... Don't get me started. Nah, I know. I know. He loves love natural sisters, honey. <laughs> well, listen, what can I say? I like what I like, Tristan. Don't judge me. You're going to have to accept me and all my face. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I'm a whole catfish and I have zero problems about that. Oh, no, with you. So if you want to see me in my own natural state, come watch the podcast on YouTube. There you go. Check it out. See Tristan in her natural state. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>